Our kind, precious, loving Heavenly Father, we magnify your name, King of Glory. We exalt you and extol you, Heavenly Father. You deserve all the glory and honor, Majesty. We thank you for your goodness, Father. Thank you, Lord, for enabling us to come in your presence. We pray, dear Jesus, that you forgive us of all our shortcomings. Wash us with your dear precious blood and accept us in your presence. We thank you, Lord, for the first part of the service of magnifying your name and exalting you and even Lord as we come to this part of the service the part of the word Lord you said man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord may you Lord Speak to us this morning. Have your honor with us, Father. For we ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. Even Heavenly Father, we appreciate you for the tithes and the offerings that have been brought in your house. Lord, I pray a blessing upon the givers. Bless them, Lord, according to your word. And may it be used for the for your kingdom. Grant it, kind Heavenly Father, for we ask it in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I greet you this morning in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, let us stand up for the reading of the word. We shall read from Second uh, Corinthians, chapter six, from verse four. But in all things, approving ourselves as the ministers of God, in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses. In stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fastings. By pureness, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned. By the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness, on the right hand and on the left. By honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. Mukukubibwa, 
Mumuoyo mtukufu, mkuagalo kutalimbu na mfusi, mchigambe cha mazima, mumanyi gakatonda, uluwebio kuruanyisa, ebio butukilivu, umukono guadio, nogwa kono, uluwechitibwa, nuloku nyomibwa, uloku vumibwa, nuloku simibwa, ngaba limba, elana yaba mazima, ngaba tategiribwa, elana ye, abategiribwe nyo, ngaba fa, elalaba, tulibaramu, Ngaba bonedezebwa, elane tutatibwa. Ngaba nakuwala, na yaba senyukaburi jo. Ngaba avu, na yaba gagawazaba anji. Ngaba talina chintu, elana yaba linadala biona. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Mukama agatomu kisakusuma kwechi gamboche. You may be seated. Kutuleko. I just want us to share this morning. Njagari nchalero tukabane. On the subject I have called. Kumutogo kwigi za guempise. Forsaking all things to possess all things. Amen. Forsaking all things to possess all things. Now God called us out of the world to forsake all things that do not pertain to him. All things that are against his will. We are supposed to forsake all those things in order to possess all the things that God has. And we know that God owns everything. He owns the world. He owns the universe. The Bible says, all the world belongs to God. The world and its fullness belongs to the Lord. Silver and gold are his. The cattle on a thousand hills belong to him. So when we forsake everything for Jesus Christ, then we possess everything that God has. And on top of that, we possess eternal life. The disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, they forsook almost everything. They forsook their trades. They forsook their families. They forsook their cultures. They forsook everything and followed Christ. And one time Peter asked the Lord, He said, Lord, what will you give us? Seeing that we have forsaken everything to follow These were men who had their careers. And I believe their careers were well paying. Because fishermen are men who are always handling cash. So they had money. They were well off. People like Matthew were tax collectors like the Reverend, the URA guys. So they had money at their disposal. But when they had 
the word of truth. And they got a revelation. They had to abandon all that. They forsook it. And they followed the Lord. And Peter asks the Lord, Lord, we have forsaken everything for your sake. What will you give us in return? And the Lord told them, I'll give you a hundredfold of what you have forsaken. And on top of that, I'll give you eternal life. Now, eternal life is that reign with the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven forever. Eternally. Not even forever, but eternally. He promised them a hundredfold here on earth. And then on top of that, eternal life. That reign with the Lord in heaven where there is no sorrow, where there are no sicknesses, no tiredness, but that reign with the Lord in heaven. Paul got a glimpse of heaven. God gave him a revelation of what heaven is. And he said, no eye has seen. No ear has heard. No mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who So heaven, our prophet told us the, the, uh, there are no words. Heaven cannot be equated with anything. And he said there are no words even to, to explain what heaven is. No words in the dictionary. You cannot say it is wonderful. That one is you cannot say it is marvelous. You can't say it is sublime. There is no word that can prescribe what heaven is. So that's what God has prepared for those ones who love him. Those ones who have abandoned their lives. Those ones who have abandoned their lifestyles and decided to follow him. When you forsake all, you possess all. The Bible is telling us First of all, when you forsake all, Jesus said he'll pay you a hundredfold. Here on earth, but with also persecutions. Because when you forsake all, you become an old ball to the world. The world will not understand you. You will live a peculiar life. You may be understood by people because of that choice. 
that you have chosen of serving the Lord. That choice you have chosen of forsaking all. Here the Bible says, where we read, uh, chapter 6, verse 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 9 of 2 Corinthians, it says, by honor, verse 8, it says, by honor and dishonor, <coughs> by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true. Amen. Paul was saying, we may look as deceivers. And yet we are very true. The world will look at you. You have forsaken your lifestyle and everything to follow Christ. You who is a believer, the world will look at you as a deceiver. And yet you are very, very true. When you are witnessing to people of the world, they will tell you, ah, you people. You, you are the worst sinners. Because you first, you committed atrocities first. You stole, you killed, you did every atrocity, and then later on, you, you, that you got saved. You don't have the truth. But yet you have all because you have the word of God. You have forsaken everything to get this truth which is the word of God. And the Lord said, let every man be a liar but my word be true. So you have the truth but the word looks at you as a deceiver. As unknown and yet well known. As dying and behold, we live. As chastened and not killed. As unknown and yet well known. The world does not know you. The world knows celebrities. The world knows potentates and you know the wealthy and for you you are not known. People are always thinking about the, the wealthiest people in the world. They are posted on YouTube, YouTube the Bill Gates, the, the Elon Musk and people are always interested in such people. The wealthy the world knows that type. The presidents, the think tanks, those wise men, the world knows those ones. It does not know you. As unknown, but well known. Because the creator of the heavens and earth, he knows you. And the Bible says, He knew us before the foundation of the world. Even before He created all these celebrities and so forth, He knew you. 
And he wrote your name in the book of life. And the Bible says, he's filled a His mind is filled of you. I love that scripture so much. Psalms 116. 115 verse 12. Psalms 115. Let's turn there very quickly. We are as unknown. We are well known. That gives me all the courage. We are well known by who? By the creator of the heavens. The creator of the heavens and the earth. Psalms 115. Verse 12. The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the Psalms 115, verse 12. Amen. He to be mindful, to be mindful, the Lord is mindful. His mind is filled with us. You know the Lord is always thinking about you all the time. Even before the foundation of the world. His mind was filled by you. That's why he left his glories in heaven. To come looking for you. I believe one day. In his mind he had that. Poor. Adulterous Samaritan woman. And the Bible says that when he was here in flesh. He came all the way. He left Judea. And the Bible says that he was going to Galilee. But if you read that scripture, it says that he had need to pass via Samaria. What was that need? In his mind, he had that woman. He had to pass Samaria to meet that woman at the well and speak to her some words. In his mind, he thought about her. Before he created the heavens and the earth, his mind was filled by that poor woman. So much unknown, an adulterous woman, but the Lord's mind was full of that woman. And he had to pass that way and pave way for her salvation. God telling his disciples, let's cross the river. And go to Gadara. He had in his mind. That captive. Who was a lunatic. 
Before the foundation of the world, he was in his mind. He had in his mind Abraham. Abraham. To be a father of nations. Even before the foundation of the world. And one day he came. I don't know how he talked to him. Whether it was a dream. Whether it was a vision. Whether it was an audible voice. He told him, Abraham, leave your people. Abraham, leave your country. Leave your father's house. Come and follow me. I'll make out of your great nation. So his mind was full of Abraham. And one day, he tells his angels, let us go and visit Abraham. And the prophet says, God had to make bodies. He offered the bodies. And he said, he told angel Michael, come Michael. Come Gabriel. And he made bodies. And he also made for himself. Let us go and visit Abraham. And they find Abraham in his tent. And he gives him a promise. As unknown. Yet well known. The world does not know you. But Jesus. Knows you. His mind is filled of you. David said, in Psalms 139, he said, Lord, you have sought me and known me. You know my down-sitting. You know my uprising. You know my thoughts. Afar off. And he said, such knowledge is too great for me. So the Lord knows you are down city. He knows the challenges that you have this morning. And he's the only one who has an answer. The world may not know you. But the creator of the heavens and the earth. He knows you this morning. And his mind is filled of you. It goes on to say, as dying, and behold, we live. Sometimes we reach an extent, and you feel the Lord has abandoned you. And it's as if you are going to die. You feel you are forsaken. But yet that mighty God, the creator of the heavens and earth, is always with you. David said, even if I pass through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. He's always with us. As chastened and not killed. You know that sometimes the Lord chastises us. And you feel as if you are abandoned. Job was so much tried. 
until he wondered what is happening. Even people would have encouraged him. They discouraged him. But that one was the chastising of the Lord. And the Lord says, every child that comes to him, he rebukes and he chastises. So sometimes we are chastened, but we are not abandoned. Amen? As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. As poor, yet making many rich. As having nothing, yet possessing all things. You may seem to have nothing. But according to God, you possess everything. When you heard that voice of the Lord, come unto me, all ye who labor, and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke and learn from me. For a meek and holy, you will achieve a rest for your soul. When you heard that voice, and you hearken to it, and you forsook all, the Bible says, you become an inheritor of this earth. Because the Bible says, in Matthew 5.5, it says that the meek shall inherit the earth. This earth, this world, with its fullness, one day it will belong to you. We who have forsaken Everything for Christ. We who may seem poor, destitute, unknown, one day we shall inherit this earth. Because the prophet says, this earth belongs to the children of God. Before the fall in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve owned this world. They had the title deed of this world. They had the sovereignty over this world. They would command everything and it happens. They were small, they were amateur gods. But the prophet says, because of the fall, they lost the title deed. And the prophet says, when the devil came and deceived them, and they lost that title deed, the devil wanted to take it to himself. But the Lord could not allow that title deed to go in the dirty hands of the devil. So he took it but himself. And he had to come personally put on flesh like yours and mine. The Bible says that as children have flesh and blood, he also partook of the same so that he may come and destroy the powers of the enemy, the works of the devil who had, all, who had all the powers of death. So God had to put on flesh, like yours and mine, to return that title deed to us. But this world belongs to you and me. 
Though we may seem destitute, helpless, having nothing, but because we forsook all for Christ, in return, the Lord will give us this world. We shall reign with him in eternity. Let us read Revelation chapter 5. As having nothing, yet we possess all things. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the back side sealed with seven seals. <coughs> and I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to lose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to lose, to look thereon. And they wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not. Behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to lose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood the lamb, as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth unto all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne." Nenda ba mumukono gwadio gwe yali atude ku ntebe kitabwe kiwandikidwa munda ne kunguru ekisibidwe nnyo nobonero musanvu nenda malaiko wa manyi ngabulira ne doboze denenti ani asani dokwanjuluze kitabo nokwembulo obonero bwacho omusanvu ne watabawo muguru ni wakubadde ku nsi ni wakubadde wansi wensi yayinzo okwanjuluza ekitabo ni wakubadde okukitunulira Nange nenkaba nyo amaziga kubanga tewala bike yasanilo kwanjuluze kitabo nyakubadde okukitunulira omukubakadde nangamba ntitokaba laba empologoma womuchika kya Yuda ekikolo kya Daudi yawangula okwanjuluza ekitabo nobonero okwanjuluza ekitabo nobonero bwacho omusambu nenda ba wakati wentebe nebira mwebina ne wakati wabakadde omwana gwendiga nga ayimiride Nafanange ya tibwa, ngalina maembe musambu, na maso musambu, jemeo musambu, eja katonda, ejitumibwa monsizo na. Amen? That book, echitabecho, could not go in the hands of the devil. Chalita chinza kuda mungalo za satan. It had to go back in God's hands. Chalina kuda mungalo za katonda. And here John, katiyokana unu, is seeing God. Holding that book in his right hand. The title did the book of redemption. And there was nobody worthy to open that book. Nobody in heaven. Nobody on earth. Nobody beneath the earth. Because we are all born sinners. The prophet says Moses was not able. No man was able. 
and John wept because he saw that the world was lost. Then the angel tells him, don't weep. John. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah. He has prevailed to open the book and to lose the seals thereof. And when he beheld, instead of seeing the lion, he sees a lamb slain. In other words, He saw the condensation of God. Instead of God himself coming, in the form of the spirit, he had to make himself a body. As children have flesh and blood, he had to partake of the same. He became a lamb slain for you and me. He saw that wounded lamb and that lamb came and took the book and lose the seals thereof. Jesus became Humble, he became meek. He lost all his glories in heaven for your sake and my sake. To give us all that we lost. To give us all that he owes. To return us back to that place where we fell from. To redeem us. The prophet says, redemption is to restore to restore something from its former position. He came to take us back from where we fell from. And Brother Branham says that message, Christ is the mystery of God revealed. He says there are three reasons why God was manifested in flesh. One of them, he wanted people to see him. That and seen God. That God who dwelt alone as Elohim. He wanted people to see him. He wanted people to touch him. He wanted people to feel him. He wanted to become a high priest who is touched by the feeling of our infirmities. He wanted to feel how you feel when you are tempted. So he had to put on a body like That was one of the reasons. Another reason he wanted to have preeminence in his body of believers, in his church. And then the third reason, he wanted to return us back to that Adamic rule. He wanted to return that title deed. Back to us. Before the fall, Adam had sovereignty over this earth. The prophet says, he would desire, maybe he's burnt by the sunshine, and he said, you come and give me shade. And the tree would come out and come to him and give him shade. 
would say you broke. I feel thirsty. I want a drink. Can you come and flow around here? You just come and flow where you are. You will turn the other side. Because you are blowing my sweetheart's hair. If his hair is being you know, blown, turn course and blow the other side. And it will turn course and blow the other side. But after the fall, we lost all that. He'd call a leopard and it would come near him and he'd caress it. And it had no harm. But we lost all that. Because of the fall. The Bible says, in the millennium, the lion will eat with the sheep. We shall, we shall go back to that position of all that we lost. But that one only comes when you forsake all. Forsaking all to possess all. When we forsake our lifestyles for the sake of Christ, when we forsake the good things of the world, when we are looked down upon by the world because of the life that we have decided to take. The life of the word. Then we possess everything. That the Lord owns. Hear what the prophet says. In this message of possessing all things. He says, and today, the true believer is cast out from among the people. He's called a fanatic. He's called a holy roller. Or some kind of an insulting name. Some kind of a religious fanatic. Because of the way you dress, you sisters, sister, some worldly people call you grandma. Because you wear those long scarves, you keep your long hair. The world does not know that. You are a fanatic. You are out of style. But the Lord looks at you as the most decent creature. As his son and daughter. The world does not know you. But yet God knows you very, very well. Some kind of a religious fanatic. And yet here to the whole heavens and earth. Blessed are the meek. They shall inherit the earth. Oh my. Talk about push you out in a cabin or somewhere and had enough money to pay your rent. Yet you own 
eat all yogera kukugoba okuva mukayumba kamukoba dopangisa eranga toyina sente zimalo kuzasula rent wo nenga toyina ebintu byonna can you imagine tebereza you don't even you lack even money to pay your rent toyina na sente zasula rent and the landlord sometimes is chasing you out and giving you ultimatums olusi na kugoba no kugoba na kumira kubunkenke and he tells you if you don't pay this man's money, yet the whole world belongs to you. He says, Amen. And you have to work and toil and sweat for a new dollars, for a few dollars to make an earning. Just because of that honest living. You see? As a believer, because you live an honest life, you will not bribe, you will not be corrupt as the world is. And because of that, because of forsaking all, for Christ's sake, sometimes you reach a moment and you are hard pressed. You are financially poor. You are lacking. But yet you possess everything. Because of your honestness. You have to work and toil and sweat for a few dollars, you know, to make to, uh, uh, a living, to put shoes on your children's feet. And to feed their little mouths. And yet you own and yet you are Hair to everything that there is. The meek shall inherit the earth. They possess it. Yeah, oh my, I like that. Possessor of the earth. What is? That, that is the believer. The believer has the title abstract deed. That is his right. By Jesus Christ. That he shall, he shall be the possessor of this entire universe. That's right. The meek shall inherit the earth. Jesus had to abandon everything. The Bible says that he became lower than angels. Just to purchase your salvation. He was seen of angels. That creator of the heavens and the, and the earth. Who created the angels. To whom the angels could even fear to look at. In that vision of Isaiah. But here he is so humble. He is so big. Just to come and redeem you. And return that title deed to you. How much more. Should you forsake everything? For Christ's sake. If the creator of the heavens and the earth had to forsake everything, his glory is in heaven. If he had to be ashamed of you, Brother Abraham preached the sermon, ashamed of him. I had Brother Patrick reiterating, you know, the sharing of, you know, the link and so forth. Saying, even if you get ashamed, even if they abuse you, but for the gospel's sake, why should you be ashamed of Christ? He forsook everything for your sake. He was given names. 
called Belezebub and so called the creator of the heavens and how much more should you be abused and given names for the messages the, uh, the message sex um, you should be he forsook everything for you and me and when we forsake everything then we shall possess whatever he has amen he became so low brother branham brother branham one time he visited Oral Roberts place. And uh, you know that man owned a lot. He had you know universities and you know, university. a big establishment. And Brother Branham, when he visited him, Brother Branham, we are They never started speaking to him. When he looked at his establishment, he looked at his office with so many secretaries and you know, he looked at the university, he looked at the wealth that the man had. And in his heart, they never started speaking to him. But look at yourself. You have forsaken everything. This is a man who was given checks millions and millions of dollars because he had prayed for them. But you tell them, no, I'm not the one who has healed you. It's Jesus who has healed you. I don't need that money. He forsook everything for Christ's sake. But here he's poor. He started imagining back at home in his office. It's a miserable office. Just with one secretary and maybe one desk. His desk. His secretary with a small typewriter. And this man has very many secretaries. A great establishment. And in his heart when he was feeling kind of Sad, the Lord told him, Look up. Your treasure, your blessings are there. I am your portion. In other words, don't worry about this thing. You have forsaken everything for me. But you are a possessor of Abraham. So, brother, sister. Brother, sister, when you abandon and forsake everything, you will own what God possesses. You become a possessor of all things. But you have to forsake everything. He says, when you come to Christ, if you can't absolutely sell out lock, stock, and barrow and come to Christ, don't come at all. But when you really want to be a Christian, stand out. Make it real. That's what God wants you to be. When you come to Christ, he says you have to sell out lock, stock, 
But meaning you have to sell out thoroughly. You have to sell all for Christ's sake. But if you are not ready to sell all, then you'd rather not even attempt to come. Salvation is a life of sacrifice. Christ sacrifice for your sake, for my sake. We have also to sacrifice. You have to sell out everything for his sake. Or else you don't. You have to totally abandon everything. All unbelief for Christ's sake. For God to bless you and to give you all that he possesses and to give you his own life, eternal life, you have to sell all. Why don't people get filled with the Holy Ghost? Some people are not ready to sell all. Why are people not blessed? Because they are not ready to sell all. They love a small portion of, of, of the Lord. When God is blessing them with wealth and materials, just like the Pentecostals, that's what they love. Blessings upon blessings. But the, when the word tells them what to do, His perfect will, they are not ready to take that. Brother, sister, you'll never inherit any good blessings from the Lord until you forsake all. The prophet is telling us you have to, to sell lock, stock, and barrel. God called Abraham. He told Abraham, leave your country. Leave your kindred. Leave your father's house. Come to a land that I will show you. I will make out of you a great name. A great nation. I will bless those ones who will bless you. Come. And Abraham came. Abraham says that he came with his father. With his wife, of course. Because his wife was part and parcel of him. The prophet says he had to come with Sarah. Because Sarah was part and parcel of Abraham. But he also came with his father. He came with Lot. And on the way. The father dies. And they continued on. And there was a scuffle on the way between the herdsmen of Abraham and the herdsmen of Lot. I believe it is God who caused it. And when there was that scuffle, Abraham said, You told Lot, You are my, my brother. Let us separate now. If you go east, I will go west. If you go west, I will go east. But let us separate. And Lot looked at the plains of, of, uh, of Jordan. In Sodom. 
that they were well watered. He said, I'll go that side. Not knowing that it was going to be burnt there shortly. And Abraham remained in the hills of Mamre. And the Bible says, when Abraham did that, Abraham college, when he separated from Lord, God appeared to him. After he had spoken to him and given him a promise, he had never appeared to him again. But when he forsook his nephew Lot, who was not in the covenant, when he forsook that unbelief, the prophet says, God calls for a total separation from unbelief. You have to sell out thoroughly. You have to forsake all. When he did that, and separated from Abraham, God appeared to him. He said, Abraham, Abraham look east, look west, look north and south. As far as your eyes can go, I have given you that land. After he had thoroughly forsaken. Brother, sister, you have to forsake all. Brother, sister, you know what I'm saying? to be blessed. Look at the young rich ruler. He loved eternal life. He had everything. But in his heart, there was a lack. He was a young rich Ruler. Having three qualities that the world dies for. Youthfulness was youthful. Wealth, he possessed everything. He was a ruler. I believe he ruled empires of wealth. I believe he had banks, he had estates, he had farms, he was a ruler. Young, Young and rich. But in his heart, he felt he lacked eternal life. And he knew it was only Jesus Christ who had that eternal life. But the Bible says that when he went to him, and told him, good master, what shall I do to inherit And the Lord told him, you know all the law. All the commandments. Do not steal, do not kill, do not said, from childhood, I have upheld all the law. And the Lord loved him and told him, go and sell all. Give it to the poor. Come and follow me. That was the condition to receive eternal life. But the Bible says that he went away so miserable. And the prophet says he continued amassing wealth. And one day he died. And when he died he went to the region of the lost. He was in hell. And Lazarus, 
whom he used to despise. Just giving him cramps when he used to come and beg for his doorsteps. But because he was a man of God, because he had forsaken all for, for God, when he died, he went direct in the bosom of Abraham. Brother, sister, you have to forsake all. Brother, sister, to possess all. Do you know that if you live a life of having some lingering things, you cannot be blessed by the Lord. We sing that song. All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him at his presence holy live. I will I surrender all. I will always live in his presence. You cannot live in his presence with those hidden things in your life. You cannot keep in his presence when you live here and yet you sometimes watch some pornography, sometimes, you have, sometimes your house has some funny, funny things. You know the life that you live. Those lingering things. You will never, never get a blessing from the Lord. You will not be a possessor of all that the Lord intends you to, to possess. Unless you forsake all those things. God told Saul, he had appointed him to be the king of Israel. He was anointed by Samuel to be the king of Israel. And God gave him a command. Go and destroy all the Amalekites. Do not even spare a suckling. Totally. Kill all the animals. Kill all the, 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 the men and women. Even the breastfeeding kids. Don't spare. Totally. And the Bible says he went. But when he saw the fatlings of the cows and the sheep and so forth, those ones he preserved. And even he preserved King Agagan brought him back. And Samuel came to him. The prophet of that day. What is that mowing that I hear? What is that bleating of the sheep that I hear? Have you done the commandments of the Lord? He said I brought them. These fatlings, these cows, and so to sacrifice to the Lord. And Samuel told him, Does God desire in those fatlings and sacrifices other than to obey his commandments? Because you have done that, the kingdom has been taken away from you. And the prophet says, what are those Amalekites that Saul was supposed to kill and destroy? 
And he says it is seen in your life. It is that unbelief. Those things that we hang ourselves on. That self-centeredness. That meanness. You say, for me, I believe the message. But you don't want to forsake. You don't want to let go. You are always gossiping. You are always mudslinging others. You are not ready to part with that. Those Amalekites. You treasure them. Do you know that one day they will kill you and destroy you? Do you know that unless you separate from them, God will never bless you? He could not bless Abraham before he separated from Lord. Our prophet is telling us, you have to sell out, lock, stock, and barrow. Everything that does not pertain to the will of God. You have to forsake it and follow the Lord. That worldism in say the angel of the Lord came to Lot. God being so gracious to him. The same way he has come to you and me. Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet. Before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. He has sent us the message of the hour to warn us of what is coming. The danger that is ahead of us. That's how the angel of the Lord warned Lord. And told him, escape quickly. Run yonder those hills. The wrath of God is soon falling down. And Lord lingered. Until God, the angels came and held his hand. And his daughter's hands and and the wife and told them, run very fast. Don't look behind. And in the process of running, Lord's wife turns to look behind. And she becomes a pillar of soul. Do you know that there are some believers who, are, who walk this Narrow path. Still with their eyes turning behind. They are not ready to forsake everything. One leg is in Christianity. Another leg is in the world. Sometimes they feel they should pull deals here and there. But in that, prof, in that quote that we are, the prophet uh, was talking about, he said that sometimes, even you may fail to pay rent, just because of honesty, God wants you to be honest, to live by that little he has given you, and be satisfied with it, and believe and trust him. Supply all your needs. Sometimes it becomes so hard, brethren, to live an honest 
Christian life. But that is God's way. To either walk in it or you don't. So we have to forsake everything for Christ's sake. We have to forsake all to possess all that He forsook all for your sake and my sake. We also have to abandon everything. Oh, may the Lord help us. On the day of Pentecost, Peter preached a sermon. And the people were pricked at their hearts. And they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said, repent. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Repentance is forsaking all. Everything that does not pertain to Christ. Everything that is against his will. You are supposed to turn your back to and it. And walk the way of the Lord. Baptism is a sign of death. The Bible says, I think in Romans chapter 6, 3, says that, don't you know that as many as we are baptized into Jesus Christ, we are baptized to enter into his death, that as Jesus Christ died and was buried, and he was raised from the death. So shall you also be raised in newness of life. So you are supposed to die to be buried to be baptized. Baptism is a sign of death. Meaning that you have forsaken everything. You are dead. You are not only unconscious. Sometimes the word is so much preached and it hits people and they become unconscious. But then you are not even supposed to be baptized. You are not yet dead. An unconscious person should not be buried. They are supposed to check your pulse and ascertain surely you are dead. And then they will bury you. So we are supposed to die completely. Not only to be unconscious. But to die from our habits. To die from our lust. To die from all our forms, our lifestyles. And be buried with Christ. In order to rise in newness of life. Our prophet told us the Holy Spirit is an inspector. Before, you have, before God gives you the Holy Ghost, he, he inspects your life. How does he live when he leaves fellowship? 
How is his prayer life? How much value does he give the word? He checks every area of your life. Has he abandoned everything for my sake? And then after thoroughly checking, then he seals you. So brethren, we have to abandon everything for the sake of Christ. Hear what the prophet says in this message of forsaking all. He says, you see, <coughs> he says, let us follow this young ruler. The next time we find him in the Bible, he never, as soon as he rejected the opportunity to follow Jesus, when it was laid down to him, pretty stiff, you see? We don't see him anymore. You see? We want to hold on to everything that we can. And then follow Jesus. But sometimes Jesus wants us to turn loose of everything so we get both hands on him. Sometimes we think that just, you know, we've got to hold both. You have to hold Jesus with both hands. Lay all your hands on him. Don't hold on pornography. And here you want to hold on your Lord Jesus Christ. Don't hold on your self-centeredness. And here you want to hold on Christ. Don't hold on your meanness. Meanness. Even tithe, you don't give it. But the Lord said, bring in my storehouse a tenth. Test me. And you see if I won't open the windows of heaven and I pour out blessings upon you and you lack room to praise me. Test me. I look at it like a parent giving you a piece of biscuit. Giving a child Maybe a small boy of four years. Junior, have this biscuit. biscuit And the boy is enjoying. And then the parent comes. Can you give me just a little or so from your biscuit? And the boy says, no, 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 just hands. Can you imagine how you feel as a parent? God has given us everything. He has given us blessings. He has given us jobs. But he desires just a tenth. Just that only. Prove him. And see. Do something that will pain you. 
For the sake of the Lord. Support the ministry. Support the gospel preaching. Support the live streaming. Do something for the Lord. And you see if the Lord will not bless you. Forsake something for his sake. Put all your hands on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you see if God will not bless you. Our prophet said, show me a man who will put God first. And I will show you the most blessed person. Brother Abraham used to pay nine out of ten. Brother Abraham, instead of paying a tithe, and God blessed him. There was a young man who was brought up in the fear of the Lord. It's believed that his mother had taught him to fear the Lord. To put God first. Colgate, Colgate, and he left the countryside. He went to the urban area. He was looking for jobs. It's believed he was not red. He was doing some casual, casual work and you know, earning some little money. But because of the upbringing of the mother, whatever he would do, he would pay. And he believed he used to pay nine out of ten as his tithe. And God kept on increasing him. Until now, I don't know whether he's still living or not, he became the richest man in the world. One of the richest. And his product became a household product. Everywhere all over the world, Just because of forsaking, putting God first. Show me a man that will put God first. I will show you the most prosperous person. He said, Provoke me. Prove me. Test me. And see. Can you imagine God telling you that? Brethren, we have to forsake all. To possess all. Ruth in the Bible. The Bible says. Time came. That their mother-in-law. The mother-in-law of Ruth and another one, Opa, told them, now I have heard that back in Palestine, where I come from, the family is no longer there. God has remembered us and there is plenty of food. Now I'm ready to go back home. Now my daughter's-in-law 
You better go back to your mother's house. Go back to your gods. I came when I was full. Now I'm empty. I've lost everything. And then they said, no. Mom, we shall go with you. Both of them. And she said, now look, I'm an old woman. I don't have sons in my womb that maybe they'll grow up old and grow old and then maybe you'll marry them. You better go back to your people. Go back to your gods. And then Opa kissed her farewell. And she went back. But Ruth clave to her. She said, I will go with you. Wherever you'll go, I will go. Your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die. Where you'll be buried, I will be buried. She was ready to abandon everything for the God of Naomi. She had seen something peculiar in her God. She was ready to forsake everything. And the Bible says that when she did that and went to that land which she did not know about, the strange land, God blessed her. She followed every instruction of Ruth. Because when they arrived there, they found plenty there. And Naomi had a kinsman. Boaz was rich and he had all the fields. And he gave her instructions. Go and glean in his field. She kept on following every instruction. And finally, Boaz redeemed all that Naomi had lost. And Ruth inclusive. And Ruth was married by Boaz. That rich man. She forsook some small, small thing. Her home. She forsook her God. And she got a true God. Ruth, a type of the Gentile bride. Boaz, a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we forsake everything, the Lord Jesus Christ blesses us with everything that he possesses. A wife is supposed to forsake everything. She forsakes her home. She forsakes her siblings. She forsakes her father and mother just to go and be joined to her husband. And then after that, she even forsakes her own name. And she takes her husband's name. Do you know that you also, as Miss Jesus, as the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are supposed to forsake everything. 
You are supposed to forsake your culture. You are supposed to forsake your parents. As long as they are not in the will of the Lord. You are supposed to forsake your lifestyle. You are supposed to forsake the things that you love most. And follow your husband. Because he's your head. We are the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the head. He's supposed to lead us. His word, his will should be our command. Wherever he leads us, that's where we should go. Just as we sing in that song, where he leads me, I will follow. Whatever he tells me to do, I will do. And when you do that, and you forsake everything, then you become a possessor of everything that God possesses. Elisha had to forsake everything. He forsook his career. He was a farmer. And the Bible says, when he got that call of Elijah, Elijah just passed and found him plowing and threw his mantle on him. And he realized that was his call. And Elijah just continued and moved on. And the Bible says, Elisha followed him. He ran before him. And told him, my Lord, let me first go back home and bid farewell to my people. Then I come and follow you. And Elijah told him, go and do so. And he went. He made a feast for his people. He killed all the oxen. Caught their yokes. Used them as firewood, made a people around, and he followed the man of God. In other words, I've broken all the bridges. I'll not turn back. I'll not just be like Lord's wife. All the bridges, my career is destroyed. My, life, my lifestyle is changed. There will be nothing to attract me to go back. I have destroyed it. God wants us to sail out like that. Lock, stock, and barrel. Sail everything. Forsake everything and follow him. I have decided to follow Jesus. The cross before me, the world behind me. Whatever it takes, I will follow him. Brother, sister, when you do that, Brother, sister, just wait for God's blessing. Our prophet says, our God is so trustworthy. When you forsake all for his sake, he will never leave you. He will never abandon you. Whatever you have forsaken, he will multiply it a hundredfold. That is our God.
Paul said, Paulo yagamba, he reached a moment, etzera, all that he loved most, he called it trash or dung. The law that he used to follow to the dot. Thinking that he's serving God. But when he got a revelation that Christ is the fulfillment of the law, all that he abandoned. And he says, all that I used to treasure most, now I look at it as dung for the sake of gaining Christ. He forsook everything. He became a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, Paul, a prisoner of the Lord. In other words, a prisoner has no right of his way of his wrong. When you go to prison, you have to forsake everything. You have to forsake your rights. They will tell you, leave your belt here. Leave your money here. Leave your phone here. Remove those clothes. Put on a prisoner's Uniform, you are a prisoner. Paul reached that moment. He became a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I have forsaken everything. Where you want me to go, I will go. What you want me to do, I will do. He forsook all his rights. He forsook all his will. And then after that, God gave him a revelation of the possession and he said, no eye has seen. No ear has heard. No mind has conceived. What God has prepared for those who are small When you forsake all, he gives you all. Brother Branham forsook all. Brother Branham forsook his wealth, the wealth of the world. He lived a life of being despised. And one day, a prophecy came. Before I started preaching, a man started giving a prophecy. I, I don't remember whether it was after us. But he gave a prophecy about him. And in that prophecy, God was saying, because you have chosen this narrow path, which is despised by many, and because it is your own choice, this is your own choosing that you have chosen. Because you have done that and forsaken everything for me, a huge portion of heaven awaits you. Because you have forsaken everything for my sake, a huge portion of heaven. In other words, our God is a faithful God. When you forsake all for him, you will possess all. And 
Our God is faithful. He says, Agamba, in this message of forsaking all, but I want to say this too. Uh, you know, I want to hurry up as quick as we can. God will not in no wise be in debt to any man. God won't be debted to any man. If you have did that for God, for second all, God will repay you a thousandfold. Right? God will pay it back. You forsake the things of the world and the world and the things of the world. God will repay you so many times. How many is a witness of that here tonight? Congregation says Amen. We know that God will repay. How many are witnesses to that? He says, even the congregation says, Amen. When you forsake your time, when you forsake your will, when you forsake your money, for the missionary trip, the little that you have, and you forsake it, and invest it in God. Brother, sister. Brother, sister. Just as the worldly people say, you will never go wrong. You cannot fail. That's what the prophet is telling us. Let us take first the father of faith, Abraham. Abraham forsook his own land. The property he owned. And everything else. He was called out of the, of the charity, the city of Ur. And he forsook his land. His home. His people. And all and followed God. He had to forsake everything. And leave it behind. He forsook his land. His property down in Chaledin Ur. He forsaken his property and God gave him the whole promised land. God pays back with a lot of interest. God will pay you back with a lot of interest. The Peters asked him, Lord, we have forsaken everything. We have forsaken our careers. We have abandoned our homes to serve you, to walk with you. What will you give us, Lord? He said, a hundredfold on us. And on top of that, God pays with a lot of interest. Will you forsake all for him? Do you have some lingering things in your life? God will not bless you when you have those things. Are you ready to forsake them? Will 
You could be here. And when you compare the life of the Christian life with your life, there is a lot of contrast. You start imagining your peers, your groups, the people, you, you know, your, your acquaintances, your lifestyle, the things that you love most. Some people cannot part with watching football. This part and pass of their life. And yet God wants you to abandon it. Some people cannot part with the fashions of the world. One time we are coming from somewhere and we are sharing with We had gone for a wedding. And it was a wedding of a brother. And there were some worldly people. We are sharing with them. A lady said, but you people, your faith also. Now, me, this calf of mine, how a, a calf? How can I cover it all? Can you imagine a calf which is going to rot tomorrow just for the sake of Christ, the creator of the heavens and the earth, and you cannot abandon it and cover it? That's how people are. They are deceived by the things that perish. The young rich ruler was deceived by that. But he ended up in hell. Brother, sister, Brother, sister, if you are not ready to abandon everything and you still have some hanging things, Rebecca in the Bible. She escaped with her small gods. And when the father came pursuing Jacob, his complaint was one. You have even stolen my gods. You have taken my daughters. And my grandchildren. You have not bid me farewell. You have just escaped from me. If it was not for your God, who warned me not to touch you, I would have killed you. But bring back my God. Why did you run with them? And the Bible says, Rebecca, Rather Rachel. Rachel, 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 rather Rachel. Rachel. Rachel had run away Rachel aduka with Laban's gods. And when the father came in the tent of, of Jacob to check, she put them on a stool and sat on them. And she told the father, you know, I'm in the manner of women, so I cannot rise from my seat. She was seated on those gods. No wonder I believe, I don't know how far true this is. This is my own thinking. But this lady did not even reach that home. That promised land. She did not reach. Because the Bible says, on the way, she labored with Benjamin. That, you know, 
pregnancy of Benjamin. And in the process of giving birth, she gave up the ghost. Having some things that you are holding on. Brother, sister, brother, sister, you will never prosper. God will never bless you. If you have those hanging things, those small, small gods of Rachel hanging in your life, you have that hidden pride in you. You don't want to surrender it. You know that you have that self-centeredness. You have some things hidden in your life. Here we see you as a Christian. But God knows you better. Will you surrender those things? Will you forsake all for Jesus to to bless you with yes, all that he has. For Jesus to give you his own life. In exchange. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. Unless you forsake all those. You will never possess. Oh, that he has in store for us. God has kept treasures. Blessings. He will bless us here. And even there. With eternal life. May the Lord help us. To check our lives. May the Lord help us. To put him first. Give him that first position. In your life. Surrender your will to him. Say Lord where you lead me. I will follow. And then you see the blessings of God. We are children of the Most High God. God has kept treasures and blessings for us. Not only here, even after here. But that one comes only by forsaking God. God bless you so much. Let us stand up and worship him. Our prophet said you may be renting a small cabin and you can't even afford rent for it but you are a possessor of all things you possess this world <coughs> you are a child of the king being a child of the king takes forsaking all you have to forsake all to be a child of the king.